Dickie Chappelle was determined to expose the truth of war to the American people. When she started her reporting career, women journalists weren't allowed on the front lines. So she did what trailblazers often do, and she ignored the rules. Dickie would then risk her life to prove that women could do dangerous jobs just as well as men. Hello and welcome to Incredible Feats, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Dan Cummins. You can find episodes of Incredible Feats and all other Parcast shows for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Nineteen twenties. Young Georgette Meyer wants to see the world, fly planes, and have adventures. She asked people to call her Dickie after her idol, explorer Richard Byrd. She soon discovers that she has a real talent for writing and sells her first article at the age of 14. She wants to tell gritty, raw human stories. But everyone tells her that that type of journalism is a man's only game. And then World War II breaks out. And in 1942, Dickie and her husband go to the South Pacific. Dickie becomes one of the first women war correspondents in history. And her editors want Dickie to stay on the boats with the nurses, to cover the war from a safe distance. When she pushes back, they tell her that she can't go to the front lines, not because she's a woman, but because there are no women's bathrooms on the front lines. Seriously, they actually said that as if that was a valid reason, as if a woman's butt would be ejected from a latrine if it sat on a toilet designated for a man. This nonsense keeps her sidelined for a little while. But then in March of 1945, Dickie decides she's done missing out on the most important stories. She believes it's her duty to report what she sees, not what someone else tells her to write. She talks some Marines into bringing her ashore to the Japanese island of Iwo Jima while they invade it. She decides to defy her editor's wishes. On land, she hears what she at first thinks are wasps. Nope. That buzzing is bullets. She now finds herself smack dab in the middle of a war zone. She begins to write, from the front at Iwo Jima, March 5th, under fire. She proceeds to make it out alive and returns on the island with important coverage of America's meaningful and bloody victory. April, 1945. Despite her success with her Iwo Jima coverage, Dickie's editors send her back away from the front lines. Her next assignment is to cover life-saving blood transfusions on hospital ships. She decides that the better story is blood transfusions that happen on the battlefield. She knows that story is far more compelling, so she sneaks out again. This time she goes to Okinawa, into the heart of another incredible bloody battle. And she risks her life again to get the best story she can. And she does write an incredible story, several in fact. Her articles on blood transfusions inspire thousands of Americans to donate much-needed blood to the military for the war effort. And the coverage also inspires the military to revoke her press credentials. 
If she'd been a man, her bold coverage would have been lauded. She would have been given a medal. But as a woman, she just lost her job. Dickie now goes home, where she does not stop writing. She proceeds to crank out nine books and gets a job editing Seventeen magazine while World War II ends. Following the war, Dickie's desperate to return to frontline journalism. She loved it. But the U.S. military won't have her. So she starts embedding herself in non-U.S. military groups instead. She follows Fidel Castro in Cuba, who says that she has tiger blood in her veins. She reports on the Hungarian Revolution and ends up in prison there for 52 days. She becomes the first war correspondent accredited by Algerian revolutionaries. She puts her life on the line again and again and again until November 4th, 1965. Covering the Vietnam War, she is tragically killed in action by a grenade. Allegedly, her last words are legendary. As she bled out from her wounds, she supposedly said, I guess it was bound to happen. Tiger blood is right. In the end, the military no longer punishes her for being female and recognizes her as the true hero she was. She is buried with military honors and the Marine Corps even name a new award after her. Posthumous redemption for losing her credentials in World War II. Dickie wrote a lot of wise words over her long and distinguished career. Here's a few of my favorites. You can do anything you want to if you want to do it so badly, you'll give up everything else to do it. Thanks for tuning in to Incredible Feats. For more episodes of Incredible Feats, follow us on Spotify. And for more shows like this, check out the other podcast shows all available on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information on Dickie Chappelle, we found the coverage by National Geographic and the Wisconsin Historical Society incredibly helpful. And you can find more of me, Dan Cummins, by listening to my numerous stand-up comedy albums on Spotify or by checking out my true crime, history, and more podcast, Time Suck, and my true horror and campfire tale podcast, Scared to Death. Listen, be inspired, and go accomplish your own incredible feats. Come back for more incredibleness on Monday. Incredible Feats is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Jonathan Ratliff and Maggie Admire. Fact-checking by Kara Mackerlein. Research by Umbika Chotera, Jay Cahio, and Mickey Taylor. Incredible Feats stars Dan Cummins. 